This is the Marketing Workshop, Episode 4. Today's guest is Sean Peppy Meyer of GoatMonthly.com. Each month, Sean sends out new postcards of his goats wearing clothes. This is an interview you just don't want to miss. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Marketing Workshop with John Clark. Grow your audience, serve the world. All right, Sean Pepe Meyer is on the show with us today. Uh, Sean, I am so happy to have you. You have been a guest that I've been looking forward to for oh boy. a while, and there's no doubt that you're going to bring some variety to our lives today. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and some solid goat knowledge. It's going to be really, really well rounded yeah. for a full episode. Yeah, that's. I think that's something that a lot of people are lacking in their lives. It's goat um, knowledge. It's goat knowledge. It's something. Yeah. It's really overlooked um, in the world. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's normally what I open up with uh, when <laughs> someone's like, "Can I get you a coffee?" I'm like, "Well, do you know that a female goat's gestation <laughs> period is five months?" Right, and, uh, right. Really and then they and then they owe you a free coffee. D- tell free us, coffee. Um, d- paint the picture for us right now. I know you are at home um, on the farm. Tell our listeners what you're looking at um, and 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 what we would see if we were there with you. Let's see. So I am uh, enclosed in a fenced-off garden, about 300, uh, 3, 000, yeah, 3,000 square feet, uh, of which it produces for the majority of my diet. The fencing on the outside is wrapped by vining flowers for the passion vine, another passiflora to bring in the pollinators. All the while, there are six goats and a goose uh walking around the perimeter um just mowing my grass so i don't have to <laughs> and just yeah having morning coffee and listening to the birds and i don't think i can go back to anything else so so sean you're in you're in austin texas just so our listeners know and you can you can get a peek of downtown from from where you are right yeah yeah it's that's the weird part we're also in the center of downtown so we're like about two and a half miles uh, from Frost Tower, which I just use as the landmark for the center of the city. But there's just an odd nook that uh, the neighborhood fought to protect about 20 years ago from sure. development. And because they bound together as one community, it stayed preserved. And uh, there's about 100 plus acres here of just untouched land that I've been developing over the course of the last five years uh, to feed myself and the nature around me. Sure. You, um, there's so many different angles we could take in talking about your life and the things that you've done and are doing currently. Um, two of my favorite fun facts that um, I wanted to share is that number one, um, um, you driver used to drive a Ford Focus hatchback with a license plate that reads, what a guy. Um, this that, is correct. And that was my first impression of you um, when we <laughs> met years ago is that um, you're the dude with the car that says, what a guy. Yeah, it seemed like a good decision at the time. It's, it's, <laughs> it was a good, it's a good decision. Like I, uh, I don't know that they, they told me, I guess it was at the Virginia DMV and it was something like for 50 bucks, you can personalize a plate. Whereas right. in Texas, I think it's 500. Right. So you don't see it as much. So it's kind of a no. And, um, yeah, yeah. And I was allowed, allotted, uh, about 30 seconds to decide <laughs> what, what I wanted. Right. And that's what I moved forward with. Uh, right. and, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it shapes the picture of not knowing necessarily what I do in life, but I just take one big step forward. That's it. 
What a guy. <laughs> so my other, um, my other memory and, and one of my first impressions of you is um, a, a certain time where you may or may not have um, snuck onto the Taylor Swift tour bus when she was on tour um, uh. com- coming through our town. <laughs> so um, just those two well, things stand out in my mind and, um, you know, and paint a picture of, of, of who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was yeah. Li- you still life keep and- in touch with Taylor? Is- oh, yeah, yeah. We're 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 pen pals. Okay, she's uh, not. She, she may- she's not mad still that you. Um- no, she she may may or may not be a goat monthly describe, uh, okay. subscriber. Okay. It's a uh, it's may not. We'll but- just keep. Yeah, we'll keep. <laughs> we'll keep that vague. <laughs> yeah. Um, not saying that she's that she couldn't become a, a subscriber to Goat Monthly, but. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I can find her address. I'm pretty good at sure. finding folks on the internet, and then she'll just be receiving beautiful postcards in the right, mail. Right. That yeah, that's that's a great skill to have and also a little a little concerning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, um we I wanted to have you on the show because you know our our audience is full of counselors and therapists and private practice and the reality is we are small business owners and there are a lot of podcasts out there on all things private practice, but none of them really dive deep into marketing, um, branding, basically growing an audience um, and doing what you do best. And so I thought no better person than you to talk about growing an audience, growing really what you have as a personal brand. And then, of course, your journey with Goat Monthly. Can you tell us about Goat Monthly? Yeah. Uh, so at the time, I, I believe I would have... Uh owned the uh the two uh two initial goats luna and lavaca which i purchased as uh, sisters i was actually there on site when they were born uh, magically because they were like in a sense sold out of females and that's exactly what i wanted two blue eyed sisters and i was just leaving the the farm where i was purchasing from and she asked me if i wanted to meet her last uh breeding buck named moses I'm like, yeah yeah i'll go check out moses because i was pretty bummed she explained that not only was she out of female goats, but there were uh, six clients ahead of me that wanted girls. So it looked like I'd be six months to a full year out of being able to own them. But then just right there, they were like just born in front of me. And it was, it felt like magic. There was one and two. And I'm like, I'll take them. She didn't know if they were female and checked. And both healthy girls. So I took them home and began developing I mean, one of the most intimate relationships I've ever had, especially, I mean, just with like a non-human and figuring out how to communicate and, and take care of one another. And I was always trying to figure out how, how can I utilize this to, to build out, yeah, my, my brand and operation so that I may further uh, develop income and, and live this lifestyle in the woods. Um, and for months, uh, I was trying to figure out uh, the the margin, and and like certain things came up. People were saying like you should do a calendar and other things, but just difficult markets to step into because they're, I mean, they're already existent. And when you do that, you step into someone else's playing field, and if you're not conditioned or have the capital for it, there's a good chance you're not going to make it. So it's the idea of starting something fresh, new, and of your own. And that's what came up to the idea of putting together a service that doesn't exist and step back 
to traditional mail I means something that you can hold in your in your hands mm-hmm. as opposed to this digital world that can be so fleeting and competitive. Sure. So, so your, your um, subscribers get um, a physical postcard um, in in the mail as part of the service. Yep, and yeah. and primarily that's that's the whole thing. And, and even at times, people have a uh, difficulty of accepting it, especially uh, initially before the the press and validation. People were just saying like, "Well, twenty five dollars a month for pictures of goats. I can I can go online and I can Google baby goat." <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and that's but all this is like, different. And how is this different? Man, I I don't know how many people in this world are currently building out sets and dressing up goats for <laughs> high res photography to then drop to print and put in branded envelopes and put stamps by hand on each one and mail them out. And I mean, it was a lot of work and, and an investment. And I don't even know at the end of the day. Yeah, I know at the end of the day, I don't, I don't break even. But uh, yeah, for for the news and press that I've been able to bring out, um, I mean, several sources in Austin, which then led to yeah, the, the largest newspaper here, which then led to National Geographic coming out, um, which in a sense developed my overarching brand of which I what I wish to accomplish. And yeah, starting back to the beginning. I, w- I wouldn't have had my foot in the door without that. And the beauty of it being a mailer is all I had to do was go online and, yeah, just look up the about us for the majority of press in Central Texas, try and pick out um, which position would be most interested in writing content about that piece, getting their name and address and just sending it to them. And then within... Two weeks, a lot of times, I get an email and it's like, like, hey, we'd like to come out and check out your operation. I mean, this is fun news and it's positive and something we believe our audiences would be interested in. People, so that's how it rolled out. People, so you, you basically just um, started putting your product out there and even sent the, some postcards to straight to the media just to, you know, um, get in their ear. And, and for a number of media sources, it worked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wouldn't. I was sending uh, sending some of them to to yeah I don't know Obama <laughs> out at the White House. Right. I, I I like to think that he chuckled. Yeah. He's like, yeah, way to way to go, America, and a few other sources. But <laughs> that's the whole idea is like you need to get your product in the in front of the eyes of those that matter. Right. And when you compete on the digital front, it, yeah, it's it's competitive. So you find a different route to either put yourself or a physical product into someone's hands. Sure. Yeah, because on one hand, you could have um, done what a lot of people do and keep all things digital, right? Or um, set up an email list and maybe they pay a dollar or something and get this um, kind of like a newsletter um, and a high-quality image or something like that, but that's not a product they can interact with. It's not as memorable. They can't put that on their fridge. Exactly. Uh, right. And the and the other big thing is to realize uh, whatever you birth anything to the internet it does not belong to you anymore. Sure. So these products because I I haven't and people will say like like oh yeah go, go monthly I follow you on Instagram but I'm like yeah but there's way more. I mean the product itself like you've never seen because if I were to adulterate myself and and put it out there then it's then it's gone. You're able to have that full experience and everything is already just given up 
so there just seemed to be something just way more intimate about the community developing around it, getting up to like 250 subscribers, and knowing these were the the only people. I mean, just a little club who every month uh, shared the same experience together. Yeah. And every now and then, uh, I, I'll give pr- like private tours to subscribers who then happen to come to the, a- the area. And it's just pretty delightful having like a couple kids come out anywhere between the ages of like four and eight and just have their parents ask and like, and do you know their names? And they just point out like, and that's Luna <laughs> and that's Bean. And then they just say like, oh, we, we look forward to it every month and right. they're on our right. fridge. And there's something about it, uh, yeah. just like, I really was a, a a pretty decent part of these people's lives because sure. every time they walk into their kitchen, my goats are there. That's right. And 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 they would say like, I never thought I would get there, but they're like, this really meant a lot to us. Yeah. And and it's been it's been enjoyable watching uh, your goats grow up and seeing your your program develop and it was just last week uh, a guy shook my hand and said i'm just it's been a pleasure to to know you and know there's people like you in the world and that's that's been the fun part i mean i, I feel that they're uh not to get too intense but yeah i feel there's just a, a fight in this world for the light or the darkness and Absolutely. you have the choice to, to go with it or you choose to make people smile yeah and I made the decision to put my myself out there to to show others to be comfortable in your own skin, uh, to develop that brand and move forward with it. So much of what we talk about on this show is really demystifying marketing and helping listeners see that it's really about a relationship, right? Exactly. And, and it 100%. happens that we are experts in relationships, being therapists, and and yet, so the marketing is just a relationship with a, a group of people, right? And yeah. you've developed that, and and then a lot of it has come full circle with people who actually meet you and come to the farm, right? For sure, and uh, yeah, people get sketched out about because I mean, you have to expose yourself, and uh, it's thought that like you have to have this other foot you put forward, like which is it's business me. Sure. Um, and like, and then that's what you put out there to the world. But that's the whole thing. It's um, how often do we see people for whom they are? How often do they feel comfortable in right. showing that? And I feel a lot of times like that's why it can be a little bit bleak of a world because no one is true to whom they really are. And and because of that, I feel people are going to be developing depression because sure. if they if you can't be comfortable with who you are. How many days on this earth do you really live out each day the way it was meant to be? Sure. And yeah, for the professionals out there, it's just knowing to have that comfortability, uh, uh, to distinguish yourself from others of being like, I'm a real individual and sure. so are you. And we have problems and we can, we can talk about this. We can find a solution and work through it. For you, that that separation between who you are and then kind of your business self, um, which is a very real part of you, right, and something you're you're always thinking about, that separation is really very minimal. Uh, and I do think a lot of counselors struggle with this of needing to have two separate versions. One is the really polished version of look at me and my button-up shirt on my website with my nice headshots, and um, there's this image almost like my life is perfect, or I don't. I don't have depression, I don't have anxiety because I'm in this position of the comfy therapist chair. Um, 
And so sometimes it can, it's hard to do marketing authentically, right. And, and reduce that, that separation of, of the two, the two selves. Um, how, how have you been able to do that? It seems to come so naturally to you. I mean, it's a, it's a decision. It's, it's tough. Like as much as this world loves to see authenticity, I mean, I promise that they're not going to respond to it well. People are always going to attack like that of which makes them uncomfortable. And I think uh, people being around me, I make them ups- upset almost in a way for how much I, I do move forward as, as myself constantly. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I get attacked and that's the only bummer of moving forward with it is you, you are going to put yourself out there. I mean, when you step to public forums such as Reddit or anything, you're going to have these people who are referred to as trolls, but yeah. they're individuals like, yeah, with breathing lungs and beating hearts. But when being able to be hidden, behind an, an avatar or a username, they look just to destroy the self-esteem of others around there. Because again, it's a lot easier to burn something to the ground than to actually work hard and build sure. it up. Well, and people are uncomfortable with what's different, right? And yeah. there's no doubt that you're doing different stuff out there in Austin. And, um, you know, it just, it just throws people off, right? And it kind of evokes something in them um, where they go, or even the type of lifestyle that you might choose to, to, to live. Um, people are uncomfortable with it, right? They, they almost, they don't approve it. You're not doing kind of what you're supposed to be doing in the status quo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and yet you're all right with that. And, and like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all right with it to a certain extent, but it's just the, the other path is not living who I'm meant to be. And I mean, that's the conditioning of our society is to fall in line. But when you look at the outcome of that, it's sad. I mean, there's no art, there's, there's no music or poetry. Uh, there's just this bleak world where we've all conformed to one idea. And there needs to be, yeah, mental health, health practitioners uh, encouraging others to be comfortable with who they are and finding it. Because yeah, otherwise, that's, that's it's, awesome. it's, yeah. it's just a fearful, sad world. Well, and we have to start with ourselves, right? And that's, that's Absolutely. something that so many of our listeners have a hard time doing is, um, is just embracing your humanness um, or it's saying, you know, I'm a person who's been in therapy and that's why I became a therapist because I had to deal with my own stuff. And um, that's just not real, right? And people can sense that intuitively that that's not real. Yeah, yeah. And like, they'll sense it, but then I think like they even just try and like, like throw it out of their mind. And uh, they, like to, they like to see these perfect lives. Uh, I, I think that's something that's, that's very much shaped our idea of what reality is comes to reality television uh mtv made a boatload of money on the first edition of uh real world sure. <laughs> uh they they're like oh wait a minute so we don't have to pay for licensing we barely have to pay these actors and uh, we just film it uh but what no one realizes is that for reality television i mean it's just 100 percent fake and so I'm like, oh, what about Duck Dynasty? Right. And, and it's just like, yeah, same thing, bro. It's <laughs> it's fake. But then that's what creates this distortion of what we believe real life to be. And, and yeah, and it scares me. So 
each person just needs to make the commitment to step out of their door with full authenticity. Because when you see that and you see that light, it's going to encourage others to be themselves, to follow their dream. And I, and I have to believe that, yeah, right now they are tough times, mm. but we will move forward in a renaissance. Yeah. And the, the individuals who are, who are there and, 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 and comfortable and strong, those ones will be leading the change. So Absolutely. anything I can do to, to help that and to encourage, like, that's what I get to take home with me at the end of the day. And you don't ever know even really when you're helping people, but sure. that's the decision you have to make. You stay true to it and keep moving on. You, you run full tilt at whatever it is you're doing. And I, and I, you've always really been like that. Um, and money is, is part of the equation. It has to be, you have to make ends meet, but it, it never seems to be the first thing that you think about. Um, how do you, how do you do that? And how do you prioritize this kind of, um, this quest for just maintaining authenticity and doing what you're going to do and having big ideas and, um, and just going at them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, Money cannot be your initial goal, but when you find what you love and I mean, when you, I mean, you have to love it mm. and when you execute that, you will be successful and guess what? There is money on the back end. The funny thing is though, so now I am making money and like for the first <laughs> time I'm financially comfortable in the six years, but after living this lifestyle, people look at me and like, that guy's poor. Because <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, like I'm... I, I work hard, and uh, but I'm normally covered in in dirt, and yeah. um, I'm doing yeah a lifestyle that of which is now believed to be archaic, and um, and I'll just be it's a bummer. Like I mean, I go out and I try meet people in a city setting, uh, and I just feel that I get this this idea of like that there is a Trump supporter, <laughs> and like and these ideas are just already made off the back, but it doesn't matter because yeah i come back to animals that i love and love me so it's odd but for the past like, yeah, like two years i've made a pact that my my decision making process is just it's not what is best for me sure it's what is best for my goats and that's like what dictates about everything I do in life. Like, there, there's probably some version of that for our listeners, so you can you can they can be thinking. Yeah, of who you don't their you don't have to have goats. You don't have to have uh, goats. It's just, <laughs> it's just you figure it out. Like yeah. you, you develop your code and you you hold to it. It's really your uh, why. It's your it, it's back to your purpose and why you're doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like these these animals have very much taken care of me, and like and. And they've always been here, and ah, they're 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 pretty magical. I mean, I ha I have goat goat folk like just other people who raise goats. They'll come out here, and they're just be like, "These aren't goats. Why are they sitting on your couch? Why are they not eating your couch?" <laughs> right. And it's just yeah, you, know, you can just then see like the development of what happens when you invest into the lives of others. I mean, it can be a human or not, and that that relationship and that emotion just is always going to show through so strong. You're really so, yeah. talking about creating uh, and, and continuing to chase after your ideal life. And we talk about this a lot in the private practice realm of um, 
you know, the point of being in private practice and of being really an entrepreneur, you are, is so that you own your life and you own your time. Um, and you can keep working toward that ideal life. For sure. And we, we get really, um, pulled, uh, in different directions by that, whether it's in private practice to make more money or see more clients or see clients that you don't like. Um, and so we, we just be kind of become slaves to something, something else other than, um, just staying, staying on that path of our, of our purpose. Yeah. And yeah. And that's why I, mean, I, I always refer to it as like the captain's log. So, you know where you want to go. Like you, you see the end game of where like you want your life to be. And it sounds like, I mean, that can also change, but it just like, imagine if you will, we're on a boat, like where, I mean, you're uh, leaving the port on the East coast. And it's just like, and someone asks, like, where are you going? I'm going to Africa. And there's a big ocean in between you. And the only way that you're going to arrive to that destination is knowing that there's these little steps and balances that you have to keep in line with to, to reach that final goal. So I see where I want to be. And then I try to make, uh, try and then see out the next four to five chess moves. Um, and then just hold, hold to that. And like, and they're going to shift and change, but unless you have like those five steps to get you there, you're always then, yeah, going to step into like the slavery or conditioning of money or decision making that does that doesn't best uh, benefit your practice or even your life. Sure. And all I know is, I mean, there's just, I mean, such an interesting study of where they just asked a ton of people on their deathbed, um, "What do you regret most about life?" And I mean, everyone just says like. I, I work too much. I let go of relationships. I mean, these basic things that we don't see and focus on because we always just chasing something that doesn't matter. So I thought this would be the best way to like, yeah, put myself in the, in the woods, develop, figure out who I am and, and what I want. And I just have to hope that in the end of it, I'll, I'll be blessed because I followed through on what was uh, genuine to myself of what I knew I wanted, what I knew what would heal me. There is a a bit of faith involved and, you know, all of our ideas aren't going to work, right? Not, not all of them are going to work. Oh, you're just going to fail always. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to fail a bunch. And and what matters is how you recover from that. And and can you normalize it for yourself and go, okay, not, not all of my ideas are going to be. Yeah. And like, I kind of tell people like, and just, just to have it out there, like you're going to fail every single time, just up to the one time you don't. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just super dope afterwards. Yeah. Like, and then, uh, and like you see these people and that was the case and there's like, life is great. Right. But, but that's kind of like where the, there? yeah. And the story normally starts there. We want to see these success, success stories, but it's like, dang, how about, how about you do some research on those years of right. failure right. and Absolutely. heartbreak. That's the part we don't and, see. And then, and that's because it's not seen, because it's not taught or known. Uh, when we, we approach that first failure, when you step out and you try and do, to do something on, on your own, like against the grain and it doesn't work. And it's like, I guess I'm going back to the system. Cause like, I know there's breadcrumbs there and however many years you do that, I just don't see how you'll ever find true happiness. And later in life, you're filled with regret because you did not chase that dream that was close to your heart. 
I love it, and I can hear the birds chirping in the background. <laughs> yeah, and like, and that's that's been a fun thing. It's like as I've put in uh, just more biodiversity and developed on this land. All it keeps doing is and bringing in like more wildlife, different birds and animals that I've never even seen before. And like, ah, oh, the man, the weird thing is, is like even though we're in the middle of downtown, one afternoon a friggin' mountain lion it's like walked into my front yard like, what the hell and we're just like looking at each other and i tried to just like talk through my eyes and just being like hey man like we got a pretty sweet gig going on for us right here if you could please not eat any of my family members then we don't have to go to war and we can continue living in this majestic life right but uh i don't know it's it yeah it's it's a blast i'm I'm happy. I'm happy where I'm at, but uh, yeah, it's not to say that it's met with struggle. Um, and it's just like, yeah, through conditioning, looking at yourself, developing out your own self mental health, uh, that you, that's the only way you'll be able to best perform and get through it. Sure. You, um, didn't, I think you studied marketing in school, right? Yeah, I did double major for okay. uh, advertising and public relations. So you dove deep into marketing from an academic standpoint. Um, so obviously, there's a wealth of knowledge there. But what do you, what did you take from that, and what does marketing mean to you now? Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was um, school. School was difficult because again, it, it is saying. This is this, this is the system. This is the way you must learn, and specifically for something about PR and advertising, um, operating a, a a brand. I mean, it's like it's just water. It's just fluid of this nature that you can't necessarily study. You just have to put out into practice, and the only way you can put it into practice is to put yourself out there and fail over and over. So as much as I took from education, was just like I don't really like education, <laughs> and uh, I do I do better working with your my hands and um, yeah, you just just go out, fail, and make mistakes. Uh, sure. Know know that that's fine, but at at the end of it, like I I just felt uh, that my life in Virginia had a. Uh, come to a close um and to find my next step and i mean i looked inside myself i uh, developed prayer and for some reason everything said would was just move to texas mm. find a find a piece of woods yeah. uh in the center of downtown but it's not to be an old an old house that's kind of run down because that's the way you'll be able to afford it sure like i i saw it so clearly i mean i envisioned it I, I brought it into reality and then i found it and i found it in a month after moving down mm. um awesome. and and then that was that was a weird moment of being like oh man this works sure and and kind of like losing grasp on what ex uh, what exactly we know about society and or not even society just just how things work amongst us sure. uh we we can talk about science all we wish, but at the end of the day, there is a spiritual nature that I don't think we'll ever come to understand, and that's the beauty of life is not needing to know everything, um, and pretty much the only decision you're going to be able to make is 
how can I be happy on on this day? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what can I do next? What is that next chess move that you talked about to um, to just keep moving forward, keep inching forward, regardless of where you are, right? Yeah. Because and it's it's gonna just to make sure everyone knows. Yeah, it's gonna be inching. Sure. Like sure. Yeah, and that's and, that's normal. Uh, yeah, and that's fine because mm. that's called progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's making sure to – and the, yeah, the, I guess the other thing that's uh, important is when you do have that captain's log, you're going to want to look backwards. And like I can I can be pretty bad at that because sure. like, I'm always trying to just keep going and going. But if you don't look behind you to see where you've come from and where you've gone – it's very difficult to have the motivation to keep going. Sure. Yeah. Sean, if, if you were to offer just one kind of actionable tip um, to our audience based on what we've talked about, what would that be? Uh, for, yeah, for, for developing out what, what one's brand, I mean, for everyone just to realize that brand is, there's nothing mystical about it. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's just you. Yeah. Like, awesome. and so you may, you may love fishing or cooking or whatever it may be of uh, bring it into your practice because yeah. people are going to be able to sniff out that authenticity. Yes, absolutely. And, and in a world, in a world where uh, I, I think folks are yeah taught just to be Xerox, Xerox copies because at the end of the day it makes the system more manageable. Sure, stand out. Yeah, I mean, stand out for for whom you really are at it. your heart. Yeah, and I mean, write that down. Draw the picture of yourself. Understand yourself better, and then bring it into your practice. Know that like, yeah, if if you Google therapist, your name's not coming up. Sure. But if you Google the, I don't know, squirrel hunting, tap <laughs> dancing therapist, it's like, oh, that guy. Right. And, like, and then you have yeah, that be ground. Memorable. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it's, yeah, the, the fun part is, yeah, your, your, your rankings online will go up and yeah. you'll have your search engine optimization. But more importantly than anything, like you have stepped forward to be more comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. You 100%. have become an example to your your patients sure yeah man sean this has been awesome and i guarantee there will not be another episode like this one <laughs> um, <laughs> i hope i hope and, and i knew that that's this. that's what would happen today that's why i had you on <laughs> awesome um tell me what's the best way for listeners to get in touch with you or just to check out what you're doing um yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to find Goat Monthly online and, uh, like, if you, have, if you get a hold of me, I mean, I, I believe it's just, yeah, howdy at goatmonthly.com, or you can send a message into the Facebook. I'm um, going to be going, yeah, a little bit into the dark for sure. a few years. I'm going to be moving deeper into the woods, and it's only been recently that I've understood, yeah, my next, um, <laughs> my next step on my ca- captain's log, which is to raise uh, baby bison and teach them to let me ride. I again don't know why this is, but that's my next step. So I'm just like, here we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just here in Austin, Texas. I, don't know, I would say you talk to about 50 people. One of them's be like, oh yeah, Peppy. He he lives out <laughs> out in the woods here. Yeah. And yeah. And if if yeah, if people I don't know want want to talk uh, more direct or have questions about goats. Sure, they might. <laughs> 
I'll be here. Sean, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate you and um, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks a bunch, John. You have a fabulous day. It doesn't get much more original than Sean Meyer, and I knew our interview would not disappoint uh, for this episode. If you haven't done so already, head on over to privatepracticeworkshop.com. Check out the many free resources there. And if you're feeling up to it, get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. All right, that's it for this week. I'll see you next time. 